Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Newtown Theatre. Please welcome a man who is currently living his own personal Groundhog Day. It's Richard Herring! Hello, man alive, how are you doing? Hello, welcome. Hello, welcome to the podcast. It's a podcast, some people don't realise. Uh, and uh, it's actually today, it's called Richard Herring's Lady Spencer's Tragedy Podcast. You've got to find a new... We're gonna just, I've ch- changed direction on every guest. I'm just going to talk about what the death of Lady Diana Spencer. It's weird not to call her Lady Di, isn't it? It's just an odd <laughs> choice for the title. Uh, talk about what the tragedy means to them. Uh, it's 20, almost 22 years to the day since she died. It's quite serious. I hope you're uh, ready for some quite serious harm. <laughs> Tear-jerking stuff. Um... I don't care, really. Uh, so, um, <laughs> one way or the other. Um, but, um, yeah, but I was, uh, I was talking to the busker who stands on the meadow uh, as I walk past every day singing I Really Hate Busking. I don't know if you've seen that guy. He's the, he calls it Realist Bus. I don't know if I don't know, that's going to catch up. Seriously, I'm just like, my day, it's, it's become so like clockwork that it is that ground. Every time I walk through, I walk through the meadows, see the same people, get to that busker, he's singing the same song every time I pass him. And it's like, and it's all about him hating busking. I go, well, don't busk, but he let me, he recognises me because he sees me at the same time every day. And he said, yeah, it's my best selling, it's the one I get the most money for, it's the one. I said, I like busking, really. <laughs> If, honestly, if I don't get out of this Groundhog Day soon, I am going to punch the fucker in the face. So that's just that's that's just how I'm feeling. Uh, now, no, it's good, it's good. Maybe if I live the day correctly, I'll be allowed to go home. We'll, uh, we'll see how long. I'm just hoping it's tomorrow. That's I just hope it just. Uh, it's always just an argument with my wife just before I leave the house as well. Which is that's always the fun fun part of being up here with two kids. Not enough sleep, um, but uh, I'm not complaining. Uh, this is the only good bit of my day, so thank you for coming. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> it's a hundred percent childcare. They're love. They're lovely, lovely kids. And when I say I wish my son was dead, I only half mean it. <laughs> it's, only, it's, only, it's only a kind of a joke. Uh, so, oh, and I went to see a show yesterday with my family. I rushed off from the venue uh, yesterday. You may remember, I uh, a couple of days ago, I went to see a show with my wife, and I. Uh, even though I played at the George Square Theatre, I thought George Square was the square at the end of George Street and went to the wrong place after 25 Edinburghs. That's quite a newbie mistake, quite an embarrassing error. Luckily, we got to the show in time. Uh, yesterday, I rushed off to the Pleasants uh, to see uh, Wallace and Gromit's musical adventures or something it's called. It's brilliant, an orchestra in Wallace and Gromit. Uh, and I really looked it I thought, I can't go wrong again. I looked it up and I got the page and it said the Pleasants and it said the address of the Pleasants. I got there and asked for my tickets. They said, you know, it's the EICC, don't you? Uh, and so we had to then cry. And my wife was a bit late, she turned up and she was surprisingly okay about it. Two, two for two, we were 15 minutes late. It was still a very good show, do go and see that if you like Wallace and Gromit and orchestras. I mean, it's for children, really, you know, that's most of my recommendations are. So uh, anyway, let's crack on. We've got two very interesting and fabulous guests today. My first guest is probably best known as the postman on special delivery, and I'm Annoyed because I do the postman job. That is my. That's what the only. I get to play postman and sex offenders. That is my. Those are my two acting roles. Mainly postmen that are sex offenders in some way. So I'm very cross that he got this job. Will you please welcome Sundan Patel, ladies and gentlemen? How are you? How are you doing? I'm. Uh, I'm. 
I've started drinking again. Have so, you? Yeah, it's going super well, yeah. Yeah, I've not started I haven't had a drink all year. So well, well I've managed to get through Edinburgh Safe, but mainly because I'm not able to go out anywhere. So that's, uh, that's right. part of the... I, uh, I started six hours after I got off the train. Here, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's good. It is quite, it's, quite, it's quite weird doing Edinburgh without alcohol. I've never done it before. No, I, I don't think anyone has. I think no. it might be the first. <laughs> Even alcoholics are allowed to drink during Edinburgh, and they say, so now we're looking like... I've got two cans of Magnus in my bag now, so that's the stage we've got to. Yeah, <laughs> that, that could be the this could be the moment to try. <laughs> my wife would be delighted if I turn back uh, <laughs> back of the house, piss. She will be very pleased. Uh, what was the the special delivery? Remind us what that uh, there was a short film. There was a short film my friend made with a yeah. with a Nikon camera. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah, you, you must found have been it. the main role because it's postman in special delivery. Supporting cast actually. Okay, yeah, really. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a very odd reference actually. I don't. Yeah, yeah that was years ago. Yeah, well, I look. I have to search did them I, out. Did I have a beard in that? I haven't. I, to be, haven't I seen must it, confess, you? I haven't Super. watched it. Um, <laughs> no, there's the only stuff of me online is me without a beard. Yeah, uh, and it's I don't like it. Okay, it's weird. I look strange without this beard. Yeah, I've yeah I've seen a few. Yeah, thinking about it. Yeah, because yeah, it's like I've got a very round head. Yeah, I've got a very small nose. <laughs> Very big eyes. Yeah. And um, without this beard, my friends' babies do stare at me. Uh, <laughs> why is that one so big? Do you know what I mean? So, it's, yeah, yeah, I don't like it. I'm, I've not shaved during the. My wife prefers me shaved. Yeah. All over. Uh, <laughs> it's like a baby, everything, the whole. And bald head. Uh, yeah. But um, I haven't shaved during the whole. Uh, the fringe. And again, this is this. So, that's how much. It's going that, pretty well. That's how, how yeah. big a beard I grow. And, yeah. And, Two and a half weeks. It looks sort of uh, French revolutionary. It's yeah. That moustache. Yeah, I yeah, like it. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I find it gets to this length. If I haven't got clippers with me, then I can't really shave. Just leave it. Yeah. So leave it until I get home. I've got some clippers at home. Yeah. I can bring them with me. Some, just some beard facts for you, beard, right? Beard chat. No one promised it'll all be oil. gold. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some beard fans that I'm going, oh, let's talk more about the beards, Rich. You've got to get some oil for it, Rich. Yeah, yeah, well, like, yeah, my friend. I met my. <laughs> I met my um, I met my friend uh, who works for Ardman who was meant to get me free tickets to see Wallace and Gromit and then didn't, so I fucking had to pay as well. Uh, and I wasted five minutes trying to get my comps that weren't there. Thanks, Jim. Uh, <laughs> he left all his beard oil at uh, Bristol Airport when he flew up. So 80 quid's worth of beard oil. 80 quid's yeah. worth of beard oil. He's got a very big beard. You can actually just rub uh, avocado on it. Can you? I mean, you can, yeah. It's an <laughs> yeah. Is that why no young people can buy a house anymore in the, in the 21st century? He's got avocado all over their face. Rub anything in, like, give it a go. Yeah, it's, good, it's a good emergency question, and I will add that to the <laughs> to the list. So, I mean, like a lot of people, there's a lot of comedians. I mean, I'm slightly out of the loop with uh, stand-up anyway. I think I haven't been up yeah. to Edinburgh every year recently, and uh, there's a lot of people who are sort of breaking through in the last couple of last two or three years, and you sort of think, oh, they must be quite new. But you've been going for quite a so while. So fucking long. So yeah. fucking long. Oh, well, no, eight years. I eight think years. that's a reasonable amount of time. It to is get, now. It yeah, is now. We were right, just we were discussing this backstage, like if it, if in the 90s if someone had been going for eight years and hadn't made it you go well why haven't you given up or mm. you either give up or you're famous right the thought, that yeah. in the 90s but now there's so many there's a thousand comedians there's is there is there, I mean, there there's a thousand shows in edinburgh with oh. a comedy. yeah yeah okay true yeah there's a lot of us yeah um but it's, it's a different time isn't it because you yeah. can i think now you can do so many other things but stand up yeah. so you can call yourself a stand-up but you're doing loads of other stuff and sustaining yourself at the same time yeah so no one pays me for my stand-up okay <laughs> i'm not paying you today <laughs> um and what what were you <laughs> it's quite hard to find stuff out about you yeah i mean partly because there's quite a lot of sunil patels oh god there's quite so a few doctors 
Do you ever, yeah, do you, get, there's a, do you ever get confused with Sunil Patel, the cinematographer, who shot uh, campaigns for Pepsi, Samsung, and many other things in, <laughs> often, in India? Uh, there's a hematologist from Boca Raton, Fat Island, really yeah, in well Florida. Mm. There's a Sunil Patel, I, ho- I hope this is you, it's got a very bad website, uh, <laughs> as do you, actually, to be fair, <laughs> who, uh, who studies physics, loves it. gardening, and likes cats, even that, though he hasn't got one. That piece of shit, right, he's got all... <laughs> That, he's got the website I wanted, which is just sinopatel.com. Yeah. I, I want to get in touch. With, I, he's such a nice guy, though. He, he doubly likes cats and he doesn't have a cat. Let's get him a cat. Maybe get him a cat <laughs> and he'll give you the, the, the web address. Has he updated his blog recently? No, not really. Well, I've noticed the front page of his, uh, of his website, yeah. uh, most of it is still has the template text of, you know, oh, when you make your own. Yeah, 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 the yeah, okay, but it's something, else. <laughs> it's something else. There's a little yeah. bit about him and then just a load of stuff about something else on it's, the front it's page. It's way better than my website. Yeah. That's it for is. Sure. So it is quite different. You're a man of mystery. Yeah. So I don't know very much about you. Okay. Um, uh, so tell me about you. What were you doing before you became a stand-up comedian? Uh, so much stuff. Um, I was a journalist briefly. Uh, then I was, I was a professional gambler for a bit. Mm. And then uh, I worked in the NHS. What kind of uh, gambling did you do? Oh, I did horses first. Lost a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, so not very professional at that. And then I did um, currency trading for a few years. Okay. And I did that for a few years. And then I realised I was not that great at that either yeah but i sustained myself and then i got a i got a real job uh, as a journalist for three weeks okay um (laughs) lasted three weeks working at the express okay uh no i think what i was doing for three i was compiling out of date out of copyright pictures of glamour models from the 80s okay for the daily star online right just so people would keep clicking Uh, (laughs) and i think i did a week on the watford observer wrote one story about terrapins and then, um, it was so good, you thought, I can't top that. <laughs> I'm going to be on a high. I was the first person to get the word malodorous into that paper. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, uh, that's it. Right. Yeah. And then well, I mean, yeah. you must have been the only Asian person working at the Daily Express, wouldn't you? <laughs> or did they just have you in to say, go home? I, I, I mean, I, just I, literally <laughs> go, just go home. <laughs> It was apparently it's one of the friendliest newsrooms in the country. Is it? Okay. Yeah, very nice yeah. people. Okay, everyone's very oh, nice. Oh no, it's nice to hear that. Yeah, because they're, they're utter cunts online. <laughs> <laughs> when you actually pick up a paper and read it. <laughs> actually, they're not. The, I mean, they're no by no means the worst. We did have Richard Osman on the other day, who he, the Daily Expresser just obsessed with, yeah. but it's just like your grand discussing what happened on Pointless yesterday. <laughs> that's what, the, that's most of their coverage. Yeah, as far sells. as I can see. So, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, sorry to impugn the Daily Express. <laughs> Just in case they write a review of the show. Uh, (laughs) My granddad used to get the Daily Express, so I've got uh, fond fond memories of his racism. And so it's um, it's awful. I worry every time you look at that pad. Yeah. Because I'm just wondering what's coming up next. Well, I don't. Well, let's see. I, well, I enjoyed your review that came from the Scotsman in 2016 that says, might be a psychopath. Yeah, is, I like that uh, which, you, well. which you put on your website. <laughs> Do you think you are a psychopath? You're no. quite a sort of downbeat stand-up. Yeah. Uh, the stand-up I've seen online is great. It's a, it's, you've yeah. got a really good persona. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, there's a darkness there, I suppose. Is there in a... Yeah, I suppose there is. Like, I always think I'm having a lot of... I'm just doing fun stuff. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, don't say that. That's weird. Uh, That's what psychopaths are like, though. They don't, they don't know what they're doing <laughs> is inappropriate. I thought psychopaths could pretend to be anyone. I thought yeah. they could, like, put a facade on. But that's all comedians, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, there, there must be a higher proportion of psychopaths in... I think it turns you into a psychopath. Yeah. I you think have to pretend it, so much. Yeah, it encourages the psychopaths. I can name one that I worked with for ten years. 
No, I don't, I don't want to name, give his name out. <laughs> or her name, or her name. Well, apparently all actors essentially turn into sociopaths. Yeah. Because they spend so much of their life pretending to be someone else and take, pretending they have those feelings. Yeah. That means they can replicate those, those emotions at any time in their life. Yeah. And, they, never, and they, they, they essentially lose any sense of self. Wow. Michael Sheen seemed nice when I talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> seemed okay. I, but maybe that's what he wanted me to think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, play, he's playing Chris Tarrant in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, I read today. On the, they're doing a, a, a dark drama about Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I'm very excited. They're doing a drama about Who Wants to they're Be a Millionaire. You know, there was a play. Let's talk about this. This yeah, is very it's exciting. exciting. It's not really our thing. but um, odd project. They did, there was a play. Do you remember there was a play like in the theatre about, oh, about the coughing, about the coughing major, was yeah. whether he was guilty or not? I, yeah. I've interviewed him as well. I interviewed him on a poker show I did. I, I tried to be a professional gambler for a while as well. And um, uh, he, he was him and his wife. I liked his wife. Big big nose, something to hang on to. I like, I like, I like, a, big no, I like a big nose in a woman. Some, some people don't like a big nose. Very yeah. sexy woman. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and I would say they were definitely guilty. But the play, the yeah. play, um, uh, I think the play leaves it up to the audience. I thought he went to jail, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I don't, I don't know if he, he was certainly had his life ruined. Because it wasn't by, just him, it was the lecturer as well who was coughing yeah. in the audience. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one, yeah. I mean, when you watch it, it's hard to believe that he wasn't cheating because he goes, well, I know it's definitely not this one. <coughs> Although, on the other hand, it could be. <laughs> I think I'll risk half a million pounds on just taking so, a punt on this. Yeah. <laughs> How do they make a play um, out but, of that? Uh, well, I think it's all about the investigations. It's very oh, I see. I right. mean, maybe we'd, I should wait until... Um, Let's reserve judgment. Well, until someone from that sh- shows on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll get the coughing major back on. He, he cut off his... What did he do? He said, cut off his. He had a, a fly max, and I think he cut off like a load of his toes. Does anyone know that about the coughing major? That was that was my favourite fact about him. <laughs> <laughs> might have been his fingers, which would be more impressive. But anyway, um, so you don't think you you think you might be a psychopath? You don't think you are a psychopath? Uh, you, I'm definitely not. Definitely not a psychopath. Because they wouldn't question it, would they? And I was questioning if I was a psychopath. That's true. But then, if you were a psychopath, you'd know you'd have to question it. If you wanted to convince yourself you weren't a psychopath, you would question it. It's no. very tough to get out of the trap <laughs> it now. <isn't> it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and you've been working. Well, th- these are your TV credits. Uh, I, okay. I had uh, Bobby Mayer on the podcast. He hasn't been out yet. Oh, well. uh, but you did Bobby and Harry get married. You've worked with the, them a little, quite a lot. Those I guys. do. I work with um, Harry. I do a podcast with Harry. Yes. Yeah. It's mainly just teenage girls listening to it. Okay. Uh, and then sometimes they come to my show and they're like, we don't want any of this. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's the podcast? Uh, it started out because she kept crying about random incidents in her life. And so we did it about, it's called Why Is Harriet Crying? And then it slowly turned into me just shouting at her for crying all the time. Right. Uh, so definitely not worth listening to in any way. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was just, it's basically just an excuse for us to meet up every couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, and as a result, we have very low listenership. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun, though. It's nice to do that. It's really nice, to do yeah. Those meeting up ones and just yeah. having a chat. And then we get pressure put on us by the, our three fans right. who tweet us every now and then and say, where the fuck is the podcast? <laughs> Sorry, uh, please don't kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> they're all... Podcast listeners are the Should worst we edit people. that one out? They're the, <laughs> they're the worst yeah. people in the world, people who listen yeah. to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> the most pre- entitled, awful people. <laughs> oh, shit. We'll take, we'll take this whole bit out. They'll never know. Uh, and... Um, are you in Staff Let's Flats, which is a... a is that was fun. What, what part did you play in that? I played Phil Koo. Okay. Integral. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was, a, uh, I was a pharmacist who played football with them for one day. Okay. Yeah, it was, that, was, that was fun. Yeah. I mean, it was five days of filming playing football 
for perhaps three words yeah. that I said, so it's definitely worth watching it for me. <laughs> we'll look out for you. It. Yeah. Well, tell us about your show, uh, which is called... It's called White, White Night. Night. I regret that. Why? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it, I don't know what people expect from it. I think it's, I think it's about how white people are nice. Is that weird to say? <laughs> people find it pretty weird in the show. They get creeped out about it. I think white people I mean, are nice. Some of them are nice. I don't, yeah, I just don't think enough people are saying it. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm an ally. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think you're having a tough time and someone needs to stand up for you. So that guy is. <laughs> uh, no, I've never, I, I, I never talked about race on stage as a comedian because I never thought I had to. And then someone said to me, maybe you should just mention the fact you're not white. Okay. Because people are getting freaked out in the audience. And I, does he know? He hasn't said anything. <laughs> so I thought I'd do an hour about it. Just so to I help think, people relax. Just be like, Thank yeah, God he does like, know. I've he looked does in a mirror. It's yeah. all right. Yeah, just calm down. Uh, but yes, yeah, it's, it's just fun. It's yeah. Just fun. Yeah. And is it going well? Where, whereabouts? Tell us where it is. Uh, it's in the Pleasance Courtyard at 8.30 every day. Uh, I'm having a lovely time. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty surprised that just... I used to just hate Edinburgh. Yeah. I used to hate coming up here, and I knew it would be an ordeal, but this year is just really... I mean, it's just really relaxing. No one wants to hear that, though, do they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, I've started drinking, as I said, but that, maybe that's helped, but yeah. I don't know. Have you started taking heroin as well? Because that, that could explain <laughs> it. It's really relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so relaxed. It's great. it's great up here. They let you love a bit of heroin, don't you, Edinburgh? That's your, that's your, your national drink. <laughs> Not a bit of that back. <laughs> I'd love to try it one day. Yeah. Well, you, it's I think you can, can probably get yourself. This is probably the ideal time to give it a go. Probably yeah. maybe before your day off. If you've got, have you got another day off before the end? Uh, no, but oh. I feel like I'm on holiday anyway, okay. so I might as well try it out while I'm on holiday, and then I reckon I can get off it before I get back. Okay. Nice <laughs> straightforward. And if you, are you, a, are you a, a family man? Do you have? Are you I have a family. Yeah. I have uh, flatmates. Yes. Uh, and that's it. They're yeah. all comedians. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I live. In it, back in, you live in London. Live in London yeah. with uh, a few comedians. I'm living here with more comedians. I just can't get away from. Yeah, it. it's yeah. well. It, that is how it sort of goes in those yeah, those early it? times. You sort yeah. of isolate yourself from yeah. those normal people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And start to think comedians are normal and that your behaviour is okay. Well, I live with. Do you know? You know Phil Ellis. Yes. Yeah, I live with him up here. Okay. It's just a bizarre. <laughs> I've got a list on my phone of things he's never eaten. Uh, so far, we've got avocado, tomato, and salmon. Wow! Yeah, salmon. that's yeah, pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, because you're in his Radio Four show. Um, yeah, I'm doing his uh, Phil Ellis is trying, which is out now. Very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fun. I have to. I'm not an actor by trade, uh, but I'm asked to often act. Uh, normally just as myself, but in this, I, I got there on the day, and they said, "Can you just do all these voices?" Right. And I said, "No." <laughs> and they said, "Just do the voices." So I've done some very bad voices on this <laughs> show, so do listen into that. Well, they should have got, I'm great at voices, they should have got me in. I'm, I'm great at doing inoffensive. you do a radio announcer? Um, hello, I'm on the radio. Yeah, How are you doing? Good. Sounds good. Yeah, it's really good. good. Yeah. 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 This is a Scottish radio announcer. <laughs> hello, I'm on the radio. <laughs> Those are my two voices that I can do. They're pretty good. And you worked with John Robbins. I did. And John was uh, very complimentary about you as well when I talked to you about, about him. About you. So about that's being the internet is yeah. a lot of fun. That yeah. was my ideal gig. I'd get pushed onto stage on a desk 
I'd say three words, I'd get pushed off again, and then I'd lie down in my dressing room eating Maltesers. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely great gig. That sounds like a good one. Is yeah. that, has that been on yet, John? John oh, it was on last year, yeah. It was um, interesting to see how seriously people take quizzes when they're on them. Yeah, you, can t- you don't need to tell me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> People losing their shit over yeah. not getting a Bluetooth headphones or something. Yeah, That's bizarre. That's me. But it was a lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd love a what? pointless trophy. That's all I want. That's all really? I want from life. Once I've got a pointless trophy, what's I've got a baked potato named after me now. So it's only that's the pointless trophy is all I've got left. What's the What's the attachment to it? Why do you really want it? Then? Just to prove I'm good. It's pointless. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I've been on three times and but not you're good at other stuff in life. Yeah, you don't need that's that. all I care about. You have to, yeah. okay, all right, okay. I'd give up the younger child for a pointless trophy. <laughs> <laughs> I like the older one. It's, it's, it's unfashionable to say, isn't it? But well, you, they must just, be... you like the first one, don't you? You don't like the second. You know parents, isn't it? <laughs> There's some parents here. The first one's great. They say, oh, why did we do it again? My wife had a dream last night that we'd had twins. Yeah. As on top of the other two, and we both, even just from the dream, I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> 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 She well, was really upset. She was genuinely really <laughs> upset. How, how, many, how many pointless trophies are in existence, do you think? There must be hundreds. Someone made me sign one. Someone came to this gig yeah. with their pointless trophy and made me sign it. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but I wrote cunt on the bottom. <laughs> but if you just... Do you want just the actual trophy or do you actually want to win it? Uh, yeah, I don't mind. I think yeah, just, exactly. just the trophy would be fine. But, but it's, that's a good deal yeah. for someone, a you child get, for it. You can get them on eBay. Depends on the question of how much you want to pay. I guess I want the, I want the glory of, of winning. Right, okay. I but think everyone, I, I think everyone would forget very quickly. Not me. No, exactly. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. Let's ask you some emergency questions. I'll okay. go to the orange, the original emergency questions. <laughs> Let's go early in the original emergency questions, see what the, those old days were like back in the emergency question days. I think there's a picture of a penis there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. Just, right, and, and just as you open the book. I don't know, I don't know. I didn't put the pictures in there. I don't know how that's there. Uh, probably because there's a question about penises here. Oh, w- w- do you know the actor Keith Allen? Yes. What, w- what would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? What would it take? Into, are we talking money? Well, um, whatever. Whatever. What would you need in return? If Keith Allen came in and said, who wants to suck my cock? I'll give anything for that. What I'd really like to on? go to Tokyo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on a holiday. That's the one thing I want right now. Would, would part of the deal be you had to go on holiday with Keith Allen to Tokyo, <laughs> fillet him there, In a and bus. then, or yeah, would, you, would you fillet him and then go? Because what if you filleted him and then he said, I'm not going to let you go to Tokyo? <laughs> You'd have to say, Keith, come to me with Tokyo. On the last day of Tokyo, I will fillet you. And he could have the passports and the return tickets. It's a good point. It's a good so point. So he could but go, then, well, look, you're not getting these back unless you do it. But then what if we, we went on holiday and then I'd had the holiday yeah. and I refused to fillet him? Well, then you couldn't get home. I mean, you'd be stuck. I, stuck I'd make it. it. I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> but I would, never, I would never go back on a deal once no, it's made. Exactly. And, you know, and you don't want Keith Allen as an a- enemy. No. <laughs> Hunting you down. He's very persistent. Just think about where in Tokyo I'd choose to fillet him. <laughs> I'd go in cherry blossom season. Okay. Um, I'd go to Disney World in Tokyo. Yeah. And fillet him there. Like in that, just in front of all the families. <laughs> or in a, in a private room. Everyone's like got a open. No, yeah. well, I do it in, open, in the open. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, 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 <laughs> do it in, with him in a Mickey Mouse costume. Well, then no one knows. It's Keith yeah. Allen. Perfect. Yeah. I'm just fillating Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be honest, is bad. Um, yeah. Uh, what age were you breastfed until? Question five. <laughs> oh, that's question five. 
I don't know. You don't know. Do you know I if don't. you were breastfed? I don't know. Can you tell from a person's character? I think you can tell if they're a bit stupid, they probably weren't breastfed. I think there's... Uh, <laughs> That's powder. There's, no, I think it? it makes you a bit clever, doesn't it? It gives you, and so it gives you some superpowers. Does it? Yeah. Well, I got so. a B and two Ds at A level, oh. so what do you... I think probably... Powder. I think your mum gave it a go. You probably, <laughs> went, probably went latching on very well. It's a, okay. it's a horror. Again, like most of the things about parenthood, yeah. that everyone thinks, oh, it's so wonderful, isn't it? Breastfeeding is one of the worst, and I've not done it. No. Uh, but I've witnessed the attempts, and it's one of the most horrible things. What, to get it out of the... Well, just to get a child onto it is oh. really difficult. It's much more hard than you, you would imagine. Yeah. Am I right, ladies? Yeah, one lady agrees with me. Actually, I think I have... I'll, 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 I'll see you afterwards, and we'll uh, <laughs> see if we can work it out. I'm a smoker, so I think yeah. that might mean I was breastfed. Okay. Because I've got an attachment to putting something in my mouth. It could be that. Like Keith Allen stick. <laughs> <laughs> you might have just been filleting Keith Allen from a young age. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> He's given these free trips to Tokyo, eh? <laughs> Who wouldn't? Uh, have you ever seen a ghost? No. No? No. Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, no. no. Not interested. Okay. It's good. That means you're a sensible person. No, I mean, it's a I proper answer. I don't like horror films, but I, I'm just not, I just don't want anything to do with it. Okay. And this is a question that I'm, this is my new Edinburgh question that I've been asking everyone. I think it's a lovely question. Don't want to build it up too high. Uh, if you could take one uh, item or painting from any art gallery or museum in the world and take it home and have it for yourself, what item would you covet and take home and, and own? What art? It could be art. It could be a historical artifact. It could be anything that's in a museum. Mm. It could be a. I only ever make whenever I go to the British Museum. Yeah. I only ever make it around the Egyptian bit and get okay. bored. Um, so I'd probably choose a tomb or something. A maybe. tomb? <laughs> I don't It'd be quite handy like to go get, get buried in it. Yeah, you could just lie in it. I mean, there's a, a little, are there out. pyramids in there? And there's, is there a little pyramid in the British Museum? I, lo I love the British I'll Museum. I'll take a little pyramid. Yeah, take a little pyramid. <laughs> stick that say, <laughs> Stick that in your garden when you're dead. Get yeah. buried in there with all your... Yeah, I like that. With, with all, all my slaves. slaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd like nice. the, um, the Sutton Hoo treasure is probably my favourite thing in the... Um, yeah, in the British Museum, or the bog, that bog body. Is that from the same place? There's a bog, That's there's a peat marsh, isn't there, the bog body? I'd, I'd I, they they used to terrify me as a kid, mummies, but yeah. now, now I'm into them. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'd take a little pyramid. Have you ever been chased <laughs> down a corridor by a mummy? <laughs> no, okay. We've mentioned if you had, and we've forgotten about it, and that. We've got no. a brilliant story out of that. That, okay. would be, uh, <laughs> that would be amazing. Here's another new emergency question uh, I want to ask yeah. people. I think this is quite a hard one, though, so don't worry if you can't answer it. Okay. And I can't remember what it is, so I'm going to look what it is. Um, what is the least impressive thing you can spend a lot of money on? Me, a car, I think. Really? Yeah, I bought a car. I was really excited about it. Yeah. And then I got it, and it's just so boring. Right. It's a Yaris hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited about having Bluetooth. Yeah. And now it's just normal and dull. Is it? I'm, yeah. I'm very excited about the entertainment system in my car more than anything else. I don't really yeah. like cars. No. But I like the fact that I can just plug it in and play podcasts through my speaker really easily. I don't know all cars can do that, but it's really easy. You get used to that level of comfort quite yeah. easily, don't you? And then it's well, I've got two cars. Because uh, my family does, okay. because uh, I, I need to uh, travel. Well, I've got an electric car because I care oh, right. about the world. <laughs> Local travel, and you all should have Is one it as a well. Tesla? No, it's a, a e golf. Oh, right, okay. Uh, and I've got a diesel car to drive around <laughs> in. I've got a big diesel uh, people carrier to take my family away right. yeah. and dump them somewhere and uh, to, to tour in. 
Okay. And that one doesn't have as good an entertainment system, so I'm really upset. Because that's the, the one I'm in most actually. of the time. Oh, really? It's, got, it's all right, but yeah, you're right. It was a waste of money. Yeah. Could have just got the train. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the country. I need two cars. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at me differently now, aren't you, with my two cars? <laughs> uh, well, look, we're going to have to... It's been lovely to meet you and talk to you. Uh, and uh, I've heard great things about the show. White Knight, to remind us where it's the Pleasance Courtyard. 8.30, Pleasance Courtyard. Still tickets? Night. Any tickets available? Fucking tons. <laughs> 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 ladies and gentlemen, give yeah. a big round of applause for Sunil Patel, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Um, and uh, as always I will remind you that uh, you've got a free programme there that is a gift from me to you it's free someone on uh, Ed Fringe uh, complained that I asked for donations for this you don't have to make a donation for the programme see it's a free programme if you would like to make a donation on your way out um, I'm collecting for scope I mean yeah what a cunt uh, and they're a brilliant charity that help you with uh, cerebral palsy trying to get equal rights and access for all disabilities uh, disabled people so if you uh, feel like you would like to give some money to that charity on the way out there'll be some buckets I'll be sitting at a table at the, on the way out if you can't find the buckets uh, you can uh, give the money to me and I'll put it in the bucket for you uh, and I'm also happy to sign your programme say hello and I will be selling some books uh, emergency question books after the show if you're interested in buying those uh, but let's crack on uh, my second guest today is probably best known for his two appearances on Lorraine. Yeah, two. <laughs> Lorraine. I've been on that as well. We might talk about that. Will you be, please welcome Deliso Chapanda, Chapanda, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is from Lorraine. Twice. Hello. 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 How are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing fabulous. Good. How was Lorraine? Did you enjoy meeting Lorraine? It was very good fun. Actually, yeah. she'd been to Malawi. Not many people have been to Malawi. Wow, okay. When people think Africa, they go Kenya, South yeah. Africa, somewhere yeah. with less poverty. But she'd been <laughs> to Malawi, so we had a lovely chat about that. Oh, terrific. I, I was on, I nearly became a regular sort of correspondent on uh, Lorraine. How did you fuck that up? Well, I, because <laughs> I did about two or three things. I went on a, a Sky, she did a Sky show for a while. I don't know if she still does, called Lorraine. And then she would do an ITV one as well. She worked hard. Uh, and I went on and I was quite funny. I was on with Katie Price. I don't want to make this all about me, but fuck it. Uh, we'll, talk about it. we'll talk to you later. Uh, I was on with Katie Price, the model. And, uh, and she was, at the time, just got divorced or stuff. And I told her she should stop hanging around with footballers. And they were like, all the crew were laughing at me. Yeah, perfect. Rude to, so I got invited back on a couple of times and then onto the ITV show. And then they did a thing with Christmas presents. Uh, that, and I was meant to recommend these sort of ironic Christmas presents. And there was one that had a statue of Joseph holding Jesus on his back. And I said, that is good for anyone who's like the adoptive father of any children. They can give that to the <laughs> oh, set because yes. he's not his real dad. And I said a few things like that. And then they never let me back on. Oh. <laughs> I didn't really mind because I had to get up at like five o'clock in the morning and they didn't pay me. Oh, they didn't no. pay you? No, I think they might give me what? They might give me 50 quid for the taxi okay, or something. No, no. That's abuse. Anyway, that's my... She was lovely. She was very nice, She's though. Lovely. But Absolutely I think, lovely. I think I just overstepped the mark with her. And that was the end. So, yeah, you're my second Britain's Got Talent uh, contestant on this week. This week? Yeah. Who was the other? They've been well, a lot. I, I hate to say it. It was Lost Voice Guy who won. It was Lost Voice Guy who won. Who, who won. Who was the winner. But not against me. He didn't beat me. <laughs> <laughs> he was very complimentary about the whole thing. You came third. I came you, third. Over, I, which I, is... Pretty impressive. Oh, result. yes. I, I was very happy. Yeah, it's yeah. changed my life. It's yeah. been good, uh, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a good time? It's sort of such a, it's a, it's a... And I guess for you, you were one of the first stand-ups that went on, really? Yes, literally, I opened the floodgates. Yeah, yeah. So, so I did it a few years ago, 
2017. And yeah. before that, there'd been comedians on, but they either had a guitar or they, they had juggling or something. Yeah, yeah. But I was just talking. So after me, everyone was like, I'm funnier than him. So loads of people have <laughs> gone for it. <laughs> but it was a massive breakthrough. Oh, it was a massive I mean, you've been working for quite a long time as well. You were starting in, in Canada. Yes, you? it gave me like a second wind because yeah. I had just kind of, I'd had one of those early careers full of promise yeah. and the promise never happened, right? Everyone was like, this year, this year. And then I just gave up and I was like, okay, I'm happy to just be a circuit comic forever because I love yeah, yeah. comedy. And then it just gave me a, a, a random trampoline late, late on. It's been wonderful <laughs> since. So, you, I mean, you've got a very interesting life story because your dad's a politician. He's a politician now. He used to work for the UN. He yeah. retired, couldn't be retired. And so now joined the Malawi government and works more than he did when he had a job. Right. <laughs> and you were born in Malawi, but you... No, 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 no actually. So, so we were exiles because yes. we had a bonkers dictator, Kamuzubanda. Yeah. So we were refugees when I was first born. Right. When I was first born. <laughs> <laughs> when I was born. Uh, was, uh, Zambia, then Somalia, Kenya. And my, at some point, my dad joined the UN, so then it became more exotic and we were going to like Thailand and Austria. Right. So I'm just a bit of everything. You've been everywhere. Everywhere. And how did you roll up in Canada to start doing That was just university. University. Right. And the way I chose a university was that thing which a lot of people do where you don't have money is I applied to everywhere and whoever gave me the most money going there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And so and what, what drew you to What were you studying? At, uh, well, what? I was studying computer programming, but yeah. this was a family thing, right? I wanted to do fiction, write creative, do creative writing yeah. and be like the next, the African James Joyce or something like okay. that. And my family was like, you're a crazy man. Yeah. You're good at math, you're good at physics. Go do something technical. And they sent me to Canada. Little did they know, this blew up in their face because <laughs> Just for Laughs is there. Yeah. And so it derailed everything. And like, th they would have actually preferred an author to a comedian. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so because you say your influences are uh, George Bernard Shaw and yes, it was. Uh, I didn't Dahl. know stand-up existed, yeah. so I loved funny books and I wrote funny stories, but I didn't know stand-up existed. I had seen Eddie Murphy's Raw, yeah. but I didn't know it was stand-up. I just right. thought it was like a one-man play by that guy from Coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I discovered stand-up in, in uh, Canada, I remember how it blew my head off because yeah. I could not believe you could say these outlandish things. Like I'd grown up in conservative places and there are people talking about bumming their mates and all sorts <laughs> of, you know, fellatio. And I, and I was like, in, in, this, is all, uh, this is allowed? I, I, was, I was so amazed and delighted. Yeah, it's like half my audience have been walking out when I, saw, when I talk about <laughs> stuff like that. So it's still, there's still a way to go in Edinburgh. That's amazing, yeah. So it's, um, uh, what was I going to say to you? I had something great about it. Never mind, it's gone. Fuck it. Tell us about it. Tell us about your, what, what's your, what's your show you're doing this year? So my show's called Blah Blah Blacklist, and it's about so many celebrities, ha not just celebrities, people we idolize, be it politicians, celebrities, have been blacklisted or destroyed their careers either by doing something criminal, like yeah. Bill Cosby, tweeting something racist, <laughs> like a lot of them, and it's just all about these people who've got in trouble, can we still appreciate their art? But also, why do we even idolize people in the first place? They're, it's not a pope. He's a singer. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. why do we admire this person and look up to this person? It's all about that. Because I got tired of yelling at my phone. 
Because I was like, no, not him as well. No, no, no. no. I, love, I love ignition. You know what I mean? I'm not the only one who's like, that's a, a, a damn fine tune, but <laughs> sang by a horrible human being. But it's just one of those things. And yeah. it was really actually troubling me a bit because some of them like Bill Cosby was comedic genius yeah. and I felt so bad and I was like oh you can't watch it anymore and then another person then another person it just became such a thing I was like I have to write about this I have yeah. to talk about this and as long as Jimmy Savile didn't do anything I'm he didn't like, as long as that, do <laughs> that comes up I'm going to be so yeah. ruin Jim will fix it I don't really follow the news yes. uh, <laughs> but what's lovely about it is that I usually have a point yeah to my shows and I'm usually saying something. This one, I'm not really sure. Yeah. And so it's sort of like a, an exercise in being confused and unsure and yeah. sort of, it's nice because the audience also is disagreeing and it's just very different. Usually my shows, I'm like, this is the testament according to Deliso <laughs> yeah. and I deliver my gospel. Yeah. This is more like, oh, I don't know. How do you feel about <laughs> it? Yeah, it's well, but it is one of those subjects because some, I mean, some things are, are, are fairly clear. You yes. find out someone's yes. an awful human being. Yes. And sometimes it's just someone's tweet something exactly. you know, without thinking or without yeah. understanding the implications. And then it's the, all those questions about whether they meant it or... And when then they also, should have realized it or when are people ready to be forgiven, yeah. right? Because like, uh, one of them, which is pretty contentious, is I do quite a bit about Louis C.K. Because yeah. he's a comedian, he's a peer, and he used to masturbate in front of people, for anyone who doesn't know. And essentially, it comes up in my show, and some people feel he's a horrible human being, he should never be watched again. Other yeah. people are like, hey, it's fine now, it's okay, <laughs> it's been a few years. And it's actually interesting, because yeah. they disagree, and I disagree, and... Uh, it's, it's just been fun because he's more interesting than someone like Bill Cosby, who everyone's like, we all know. Yeah, yeah. He's a prisoner. He was drugging people. But yeah, well, there are, you know, there, yeah, there's some gray areas, I suppose, with some of it, and it's about your own personal views. But, but also, I think it sort of shows, you know, most people have thought something stupid or done something stupid yes. in their lives. And so that, that, I guess the thing that uh, gets to me is that level of judgment. That, that judgment. You think, I mean, you think the people who are judging the most, the people who get yeah. really angry, think, what are you hiding? Because, you know, there's no. Especially Christians, because you go, you know, Christianity is about forgiving people. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, people forget that. Yeah. People forget that. Bit. And the other thing is that we're all in danger because everybody's a paparazzi now. Yeah. If I do something humiliating, the phones go out, yeah. right? And it's just your stupidity is going to last for the next 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's worrying, and I wish I hadn't recorded so much of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if you do enough, then... Oh, the, I'll so, tell you something yeah. funny. So, so when I did Pretty's uh, Got Talent years ago, right? They call you and they ask you to cleanse your social media. All right. Right? And they go through it and they mention things. They're like, oh, get rid of this one, get rid of this one. And as a comedian, it's literally, they've got a list of like 50 things. Can you remove that one? Because we are offensive all the time. Sure, sure. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, if people are scouring what we did 20 years ago, yeah. or if they ever put a mic to record comedians backstage, <laughs> where our careers are all over. Yeah. But that's, or will we get to a point where people go, oh, look, every, you know, because I, I think, like, sometimes someone's got a job and then they'll find a tweet they did when they were 16. Yes. And it's something awful. But you go, Christ, you know, I, I read my diaries from when I'm 16. And if I'd been of a mind to put that online, you know, I, I would never work again. And I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone would. You think stupid things when yes, you're 16. Yes, and I actually think so, things you did, I understand. But things you said, it's very odd to me that that haunts you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, now you've said that, that you've cleansed your social media, someone will oh, be able now, to find the original tweets. Oh, no, I shouldn't have let this out. It uh, was a lie. 
I'm going to destroy you. Oh, that's what I was going to say about uh, when you with your writing. I mean, this is a tabloid thing, and I don't think yes. they've they've got it right, have they? But they, you've a tabloid saying you'd penned erotic novels, but that isn't no, no, exactly. No, no, it, w- it was kind of true. Yeah. I, I wrote a lot of erotica in right. high in, yeah. in university because it paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they pay per word. <laughs> right. So I wrote very long-winded erotica, <laughs> lots of adjectives and. Look, it was just a university job, right. and I needed money, and I was a pervert. So <laughs> all of these things worked together, and I'm still proud of it. This yeah. is the funny thing, is they wanted me to condemn it, but I was like, it was really funny, yeah. and not a lot of erotica is funny. Okay. And so I was like, no, I stand by it. Can we still get it anywhere? Is it oh, still you available? you can still get it. You yeah. can still get it. I foolishly, this was before my dad became a politician. I published it under my own name. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know. It, there's got to be a show in that, and if you haven't done that already... Oh, I haven't done it. No, I haven't done it. I probably should. I probably should. But <laughs> again, I don't think there's anything... Because Fifty Shades of Grey is mainstream. Yeah. I don't think we're the same world when in the 80s someone doing something a little bit sexual would ruin their career. No. I mean, like, literally, Fifty Shades, which is pretty rank, is very, <laughs> very mainstream. <laughs> Um, and uh, and you, well, I mean, all comedians have performed at strip clubs. That's another yes, thing. Yes, exactly. I've heard. It was actually, I think, a sign of how clean cut I am that the most dirt that the press could find about me yeah. was I wrote erotica and I've performed in a strip club because yeah. I'm religious. I don't do lots of fun stuff. I've never <laughs> done any drugs or anything, so I'm really a boring person for them to look into. And they must have been like, oh, just get his family or something like that. That's not much on me. Yeah. Um, and what's Malawi? I mean, I don't know much about Malawi. Malawi is, is currently like? a bit of a shambles. Yeah. Okay, it's a beautiful country, but I mean, we've got like third poorest country in Africa. There have been cyclones, so maybe we've moved to number two. You know what I mean? Like, and um, politically, you know, there was, a, there was an election, and then the other people are contesting it, so there's riots and police burning. It's just total, total chaos. Yes, total so chaos. It's all like And my dad's a politician. Yeah. And so he's always involved in it, and then I end up involved in it. He was on trial last year, and right. oh, I was getting, no one can reach him, so I was getting like rage insults by email, and oh, it's all a mess. Yeah. And every time I do a show there, I think I nearly give him a heart attack, because right. I have to bring it up. You yeah. couldn't do, no one would respect a comedian who had a family member in the government who, if they did a show, that wasn't at least half of their show. Yeah. You have to rip apart the government. So I have to do that. When I, well, I say I have to, but I quite, <laughs> I quite enjoy it. Yeah. But e- either way, I do a lot of political stuff when I'm in Malawi, and it causes a lot of ruckus. I got in trouble with the censorship board once and things like yeah, that. Did, did you know a joke about the flag of Malawi? Yes, they changed the flag. Right. Oh, they rebranded. <laughs> right. <It was> absolutely <laughs> no, honestly, they, it, it used to be a rising sun, and we had a government who was like, ooh, we're no longer rising. So they replaced it with the full sun. Okay. And so like any comedian, I just tore this up because it was an absurd notion. And I didn't even do that revolutionary jokes. No. I just said, you know, the country's falling apart. Uh, you know, we've got strikes. We should turn it to an eclipse. Something, nothing. <laughs> wasn't even that crazy. But that's all it took to have, like, censorship board people coming and I was possibly going to be arrested. It was yeah. nuts. It was nuts. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I think a lot... I mean, I saw... There was a there's a comedian up here who's, who's I think from a country where it's a you're not allowed to be gay and he's and he yes. and, he's, and he does uh, material about that and you kind of think that's an edgy comedian where you're yeah. where you're talking about something where you can actually go to prison or you can end up being executed or whatever that so it, it is I did material yeah. about uh, a gay couple uh, 
who got in trouble in Malawi in Uganda. Right. And it's very interesting because I'd done it in Malawi and got away with it in Uganda. The, the crowd just turned on me. Right. It was absolutely insane. It was absolutely insane. They were much more v vociferously, I, I don't know if I use the right words, but they were very much against homosexuality yeah. in that comedy club. I don't sure. know how they were elsewhere in Uganda. But it was really weird because I was like, oh, what can I do now? I've, I've planted my flag and <laughs> I've got to just keep yeah. going. Yeah, well, but that's, you know, if you believe something, and, yeah, I mean, that comedy can change minds yeah. and can lead to being killed. Uh, so, guess, you know, it's... <laughs> in that case, it just led to no more laughter for the rest of my set. <laughs> oh, you can do that without uh, offending <laughs> <Yes>. anyone. Yes. <laughs> How interesting. Uh, cool. Uh, let's ask you some emergency questions. We'll okay. Go, we'll, go green, we'll go green book. We're going to go in, going to go deep into the green book and see what we find out. Um, uh, Oh, here's, here's a, a random question. Do you think you would make a good sheriff in the Wild West? I think I would because of blazing saddles. Yes. Right? <laughs> I, I, I think that was there a template for me of what to follow. It would be absolutely great. Very good. Um, when was the last time you saw a donkey? Last time I saw a donkey? Yeah. Wow, this is amazing. It's been years. Yeah. And when I was a kid... <laughs> I He's rode a donkey in yeah. Somalia, so, so, but, but maybe, but since then, nothing. Yeah, well, since I, I rode them in Western Superman, which is very similar Western to Somalia. Uh, and, uh, but I saw one, the last time I saw one was on the 3rd of May 2018 at 12.15pm on the outskirts of Scarborough, exactly when I wrote that question. But, um, but the UK needs more donkeys. It does. I will say that like cities where in the middle of town there are cars, but also like donkeys and goats yeah. are just better. They are it's, better. It's That's an interesting thing. I think the donkeys suffered. They were treated badly, the donkeys, oh. and because uh, by the seaside folk who t took them out for walks. And no offence if you're a good one of those seaside folk. I remember the ones in West Superman, they were kept them in a field and they did look awful, they, like they had a terrible life. Um, but, uh, but then, because of political correctness gone mad, there aren't any donkeys, are there? So, they you know, should, would, you, would you rather bring be... Bring them back and have, like, instead of a horse racing season, yeah. do a donkey racing yeah, season. Yeah, they do. We used to do donkey derbies as well in uh, Really? In, in Somerset. I thought I was being silly. This Somerset, was Somerset's, <laughs> Somerset's uh, an awful place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when your dad saw it at Malawi, he, he can come to he Somerset. Can come, he can come here. Uh, <laughs> Western Supermare isn't in Somerset and I'm not going to claim it unless, it, unless it, the borders have all changed it might be again oh, I hope it's not I hate those guys um, <laughs> what is the funniest thing that's ever happened to you at a funeral okay okay oh I know yeah. okay so I went to a funeral in Malawi right. right and they did this thing I didn't even know uh, it was, I don't know if it was a superstition or if it was just a thing that happened. So they bring out, everyone starts singing and they bring out the, the, the coffin. Yeah. And then they put the coffin in the ground and they just start covering it really quickly, <laughs> right? As people are singing. And they have to finish covering the person up before the end of the song. Right. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, what if they don't finish? <laughs> well, what, what do, do they have to put the spades down? Yeah. The, and it was just like, it was more my thought trade. Yeah, yeah. All, the problem, being a comedian is a menace, yeah. right? No, it's a menace because we think funny thoughts when we shouldn't be thinking yeah, yeah. funny thoughts. So again, all I was thinking about was, oh, this is like, this is like a new game show, cover the coffin, <laughs> all kinds of silly humorous things yeah. when it's a really tragic situation. But it's also because it's so, you know, when, when something's so serious, that is also the moment that comedy that really is exactly comes in. And I think, you know, I've laughed more at funerals than I have, like, 
almost anywhere else. You could, just something. <laughs> yeah, there's but something. My grand's you funeral, need it. My grand's funeral, someone was just singing really, really out of tune and out of kilter with everyone else <laughs> in the row behind us. And me and my sister were just pissing ourselves, <laughs> laughing at this, at this hymn singing. Uh, yeah. But I realise that when I pass away, I, I want my funeral to be funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and you want... Co- that's the great thing about having comedians. They'll just come and do your gags and tell stories about you. And I'm like, that's what you want your memorial to be. Not it is, and it makes it much... It sort of makes it much sadder when you have been laughing as well. The, yes. the sadness is... Yes. Much, it's really... I, was, I went to Sean Hughes's uh, funeral, uh, sadly, a couple of, he died a couple of years ago, very young, and it was an amazing funeral, but it was so tragic as well and so yeah. sad. And we had all this laughter, and then it was just... It, was, it really hit you how, how awful it was. Yeah. God. <laughs> Wish someone, I wish I hadn't mentioned that. <laughs> Depressed myself. But you know, it is, it is important. It's important. It is, you know, it is important. Life, and life's again, about laughter, isn't it? Life's yes, it is. And also, I think there's that joy is more joyous because of the pain. Yeah. Right? So you miss someone because you love laughing with them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Oh. Okay. Got, got a bit philosophical, didn't we? <laughs> We didn't, pay, we didn't pay for that, Richard. We paid for stand-up. <laughs> I didn't even we know it was a podcast. We went to Okay. Jokes. Um, cool. Um, I'll do. I'll see. I'll try and find if there's a lighter emergency question. Okay. This is now. Be I've, now I've got a plan. Whatever he asks, I'm gonna make it. Really make it really sad. Tragic. You might be able to do this. What is your most mundane encounter with a celebrity? You must have met quite a few celebrities. Oh dear. Have you had okay. a mundane encounter? With mundane a encounter with a celebrity. Oh. I should, I should have thought this through. No, um, you can't. That's the whole point. I, 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 I can't necessarily. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm having a... F- Who's a celebrity? Just you. Yeah, that's you got so yes, big. You can only think of yourself. look in the mirror. No, no, I have no idea who's a celebrity. It could be that you can choose this question if you like. Yes, It yes. was Richard Herring when he asked Richard me this. It was Richard Herring when he asked me this. And I just... No, the interesting thing is like... I, I suppose it's bad for me because I feel like I don't see celebrities really because yeah. most of the people I see who are famous are comedians yeah. and you just feel like you're one of them yeah. do you know what I mean who so was on Lorraine when you were on Lorraine, was on Lorraine? what other celebrities were on oh there? I've got it I'm yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was Monday but I met Pamela Anderson wow right and I couldn't look her in the eyes because I, <laughs> I had so much shame but, but <laughs> <laughs> was that yeah. was very funny because okay. that was very funny but I don't know if it was mundane but yeah, yeah. I think um, she's probably used to that. She's very I think, used to I that. Think she Everybody who was a teenager yeah. when she was on Baywatch, yeah. there's, there's lots of shame. Well, we had Arabella Weir on <laughs> yesterday, and I just, you know, she, her, more people must have looked at, he, he, uh, people might know here, you might not know, had a catchphrase as, does my bum look big in this? And I would just imagine everyone who ever met her everyone. has had just the first thing they do is look at her bum, which, you know, not because, just because of that. Just because you know. of that. So more people probably looked at her bum than her face. I didn't, I just looked at her face because I'm a gentleman. (laughs) Also, she was sitting down. It was was, was hard to see. Um, So, so, uh, Lost Voice Guy, uh, was uh, Lee, was very complimentary about Simon Cowell. Yes. Although he took the piss out of him a bit on the show. Was that your experience of him? He liked me, so I got along great with him. It was wonderful. He's been very supportive. Now, I know that if he hates you, he's very honest about hating you. But because he liked me, I just have wonderful experiences. Yeah. And do they stay? Because he was saying that there was a great team behind that show and they, yeah. they looked after you. Because the feeling is, when you watch those shows, and especially the pop star ones, I guess, is you feel there it's a bit of a machine and people get famous and then chucked the, out and the move on to the next one. The comedy one, I feel like they stay in touch because, one, every season they want 
you to come back and do something and be yeah. on the more talent and stuff like that. And cause I've been doing well-ish, they're gonna stay in touch. I'm sure if I fade into obscurity, <laughs> they won't answer my messages. But like currently, it's lovely because yeah. it's it's like I'm still one of the alumni yeah. who's doing well. Cool. And yeah. what's the best thing you think that's come out of that? Was the best gig or the best? The best thing was going back to Malawi after doing it. Because you've yeah. got to understand, there's almost no big Malawian uh, sort of people on YouTube. Yeah. And Malawi had watched it again and again and again and again and again. I mean, like, I had like 100 million views, I'm sure 10 million Malawi. <laughs> I come off the plane, and there are people in Deliso t-shirts wow. singing. Like, my name means blessing. So they're singing an, a, a, a Christian song with my name in it. That was the most... A f fun thing about it was Malawi went batshit. <laughs> it was literally, uh, and um, I was there for like two weeks. Yeah, and it was so much fun because, again, like Malawi's unfortunately only ever in the news for depressing things, and so it was lovely that there was this lovely positive story, and everyone really got into it. That was it. That oh, was terrific. Great. Um, and um, so tell us where your show is on. Blah blah blah. Yes, my show is at the Gilded Balloon. Okay. Uh, it's in the, the wine bar at 6.30, and I'm so glad, because last year I had delusions of grandeur, and yeah. I was in a really big room. Yeah, who'd want to do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly! It was like this, and it was, <laughs> there were some days when I was like, okay, like Friday, Saturday, but yeah. it was so crushing on like a Tuesday. <laughs> so this time I'm in a more realistic room okay. and having a blast. Well, it's nice. To, it's nice. And have you, seen, uh, have you seen any other shows? Do you yes, my shows? favorite show, I went to see The Dinosaur Show with Harriet Dyer, and it's the funniest thing I've okay. ever... It is insane. I don't understand. I, you know, I, as a comedian, I deconstruct jokes. I can't. I don't know what was happening. I was just laughing. It was, <laughs> it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Terrific. And who, who, are you sharing a flat with comedians? Yes, I'm staying with uh, Mandy Mooden and Susan Murray. Oh, yes. Oh, so yes. Susan yes. is going to be on the show uh, oh, later in the week. Wonderful, yeah. yes. Is yes, she having yes. a nice time, Susan? She's having a nice time. It's yeah. very up and down. Edinburgh's yeah. up and down. But, yeah. but most, it's a very nice two people to live with because, I don't know, they're not like crazy. A lot of comedians are nuts. <laughs> who, who would you say is craziest? No, don't answer no, that question. No, no, no do not answer that it. question. I don't, want to, I don't want to edit the show afterwards. <laughs> um, I think it is. No. Uh, <laughs> okay, we'll do, a, I think we've got time for maybe a couple more minutes. It's nearly, nearly out of time. I'll okay. Do a, do a, I'll ask you the one about, uh, this might be interesting, I'll ask the one I just asked. Um, uh, to Sunil, which is uh, if you could have one item from any art gallery or museum, what uh, what item would you like to take home with you? I would the the Liverpool Slavery Museum. Yeah, has got a KKK costume. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite display. It's just so funny going there and standing with white people looking at it, and just I just love going to. I would take that take KKK that. costume and hold. You can probably get those online. I don't know you if you're saying that. They're not authentic. <laughs> this one has been written, worn by someone with true hatred. Yeah, in that's soul. true. <laughs> What I, I think it's a great museum, that. It's and a what, wonderful museum. And what I love about it is there's a there's a, like a picture of a slave, like a big oil painting of a, yeah. of a slave owner up in the, I think, right as you go in, who will have thought, oh, I'm, you know, he's paid loads of money to, be, to get... I'm going to be remembered forever. forever. <laughs> <laughs> he's remembered forever on the wall as a as the exemplar of a slave owner, which is, you know, it's, a very, it's, a, it's, it's great when art works like that. And it does, I suppose, because the history, add, you know, I, I feel there should be like a... A global warming museum, maybe, right, with, yes. maybe with all the global warming deniers at uh, sort of sea level, and uh, all the, <laughs> and then 
you know, because yes, I like exactly. someone like Trump is interested in his in how he'll be perceived in the future as much oh as he's interested Lord. in making money. Yes. And so all these things, when, when the truth is out... But as I actually it is imagine eventually. in schools, they'll talk about the Trump time like the way they talk about the Great Depression. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'll be like this, this time which ruined the universe. Yeah, but he would want to be, he'd want to be remembered. Exactly. Well. He'd want to be a Kennedy. Yeah, the worst thing. I, mean, yeah, we, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a strange thing. But yeah, I wonder, I wonder in 50 years' time how the world will view all of those things. Uh, probably uh, be unable to due to not being able to breathe or have eyes. I'm actually more, I, I don't know, I'm oddly optimistic I and I have faith. And yeah. I think that as a whole, with the whole planet, I think the sum is always positive, right? So look, yeah, America's starting to fall apart. The UK starting to fall apart. Nigeria on the way up. <laughs> you will just take over, don't worry. <laughs> well, you know, I think after Brexit, Malawi might go one up. Uh, exactly. in the, in the world. <laughs> no, I just think that there's overall this balance. So yeah. maybe one empire will fall, but another empire will rise. And maybe we also, I think we'll just switch. Maybe we'll run out of fossil fuels. But what? 500,000 years ago, we didn't use them. So we'll just go back to the donkeys. <laughs> the donkeys, they're back with the donkeys. Yeah, it is well, and also maybe science, science might rescue us. Exactly. It might do. But I, was, I think I mentioned this the other day, but there was some, someone saying that all we need to do to, to, well, to halt global warming is to plant as, as many trees as would fill America, right? But we don't have to plant them all in America. I think that but if you, put, if you planted trees all over the world to the volume of America, yeah. that would take off enough carbon dioxide to save us. Ah, and also tree solar panels. Tree yeah. solar yeah. panels. Yeah. Tree yeah. solar panels. So you'd think that would be doable, but people are such pricks that they probably wouldn't, you know... I'm no, but we will here. do it when we have no choice. Yeah, it might be too late. I don't think so. You see, we're... Optimist, no, not even optimist, realist pessimist. Let's get an oil painting of us done now, the two of us <laughs> yeah. next to each other. And then we'll know saying, this guy right. thinks we'll this, and this right. guy thinks that's but the people the, in the, the future. But the whole thing is that you kind of want to be wrong. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to be right. I kind of do, yeah. But <laughs> it'd be great to be, I just like being right so much. <laughs> I told you so. As the oceans rise, you're like, <laughs> yeah, I was right! Oh, Delisa, it's lovely to meet you. You're, uh, and I've met you before, but it's lovely to see you again. But uh, you're a very funny and clever man. Do you go and see his show, ladies and gentlemen, Delisa Thank you. We have about another seven or eight of these. Do come along and see another one. And I'm on tour if you're at home. So thank you very much. See you at the back. Give some money to Stoke. Thank you. Bye. You have been listening to Rahalastapa at the Edinburgh Fringe with me, Richard Herring. Thank you to Pest for providing the music. Thank you to everyone at the Newtown Theatre and The Stand. And everyone at GoFasterStrike.com. The producer is James Hingley. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz at GoFasterStrike.com production. Go to rahalastapa.co.uk to find out more. RichardHerring.com slash gigs to find out who my guests are for the rest of the run. <laughs>